What's good, everyone? Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the Love Tariva podcast. I am Tariva Crum, and this podcast is produced in conjunction with my blog, lovetariva.com. And this is a space where we are celebrating the beauty in the mess of healing. So we are on episode four. I am super excited, super thrilled, proud of myself, as I say every single time for being consistent, sticking it through. Um, yeah, I've been been really, really good. I'm literally patting myself on the back right now. I'm such a nerd. Um, but I've been really good. You know, um, episode three was tough for me to publish. And um, yeah, if you're like, wasn't episode three? There was. It's it's on the, the podcast channel thingies. Um, <laughs> you know, Google Play and uh, Apple but um, I did not post it in any of my infrequent posts on the social medias. Um, It was very hard for me to publish that. And I think that even as transparent and as vulnerable as I naturally am and as I try to live my life, um, you know, sometimes when things are not done, being worked through and processed, um, talking about them, stirs up a lot you know what I mean and then you end up feeling emotionally naked on these streets um (laughs) but no you know I didn't realize that some of those things that I wrote about were hitting so you know hitting my heart so heavily um until I was reading them out loud and you know then sharing them with Uh, friends and strangers and family. So um, if you didn't see anything about it, that's why, Um, you know, I'm only human and I am my own worst critic and I just didn't, I don't know, it was just a little breakdown that I had there at the end. I don't even know if it was um, completely noticeable, but ironically enough, um, listeners and friends um, gave me the most feedback with that episode and let me know that it was their favorite. So isn't it just funny how we oftentimes just oftentimes sabotage our own selves. Um, I do apologize for this episode. If you are hearing any background noises, any little click clacks of my dog walking around, any extra smacky lips from me, I just got to eating some chicken tenders. Um, but I usually record at night and you know, life happens and I'm recording in the middle of the fucking day when I'm sure Um, there's going to be some outside yard maintenance and some ambulances and some planes flying over. It always happens that way, but you just got to roll with the punches. Um, so I hope that everyone has been doing really well. Um, this week I have been incredibly tired, which is, you know, kind of funny since this post is centered around rest. Um, but I've been so tired and I think it's because last week, as I said in the last episode, it was my son's 10th birthday. We had a good old time. I, um, got him out of school early, played a little hooky. We went to the arcade. Um, it was just a great time, but my big gift to him was that I transformed our basement, which was their playroom. And then when COVID hit, it was the classroom. So it was just a whole mess of a lot of things. But I transformed that room into his very own little man cave. And it was just so sweet to be able to give that gift to him. Um, He was so grateful and he has just been having the time of his life down there. So, you know, he's becoming a young man now. And it was just, it really meant a lot to me to be able to give him that gift. Um, But y'all, it was it was tiring like bro 
I don't think that I'm that old, but when I was done like setting up an entire bed, like in it, not like, not like a play play bed, like a real like pottery barn bed with like real wood and shit. You know, once I was done setting that back up and moving it and moving furniture and putting a mattress on there, I was exhausted and I think that it's finally really hitting me this week. So I have been so tired, so drained, and I have been really thankful that I'm in a space in my life where I can recognize when I need rest and then I rest. Like <laughs> it's it's a mind-blowing experience to um, come from constantly being on go, go, go mode. Um, you know, always submitting to the demands of life and the demands of others to finally just kind of resting. And so I've been really enjoying the rest that I've been having this week. I am gearing up for a performance. I'll be working with Out of Hands Theater here in Atlanta to do a performance. Um, and it's so focused on uh, social justice. So if you're in Atlanta and you're interested in that, let me know. Reach out to me at contact at lovetariva.com and I would be very happy to get you the information regarding that. But um, that's about it, y'all. It's been a pretty uneventful week in the most spectacular of ways. And so I'm going to just go ahead and get right into this post when you're unfamiliar with rest. I cried every time my kids went to their dads for his time with them. For six months, two times a week, I cried, sobbed actually. I'd mop floors and change their bedding and clean baseboards, just a snotty mess. It didn't help that my daughter would call as she still does several times in one day to say that she misses me. I would literally cry myself to sleep until there was nothing to do but to surrender to the exhaustion. I would wake up with puffy red eyes feeling like, well, shit, for lack of better words, but I would push through as I always had. When I was about eight months pregnant with my first child, I packed up every item that my ex and I shared to prepare for a move. That is no easy feat for a pregnant woman. I remember being exhausted and in pain. My ankles were completely swollen and throbbing. My baby and fibroids were always competing for space in my womb and my bones and joints were rubbing against each other lazily, not held in place as tightly as they usually were to prepare for the upcoming labor. I laid my back on the bare floor to find some relief. And I remember looking up at the ceiling and feeling the tears trickle down to the insides of my ears. I was so fucking tired. And yet, if I didn't get my pregnant ass off of that floor, I was going to be tired and hungry. So I rolled over to my side, then on all fours, then slowly unfolded my spine, scolded myself for taking so long, and hobbled down the four flights of stairs of our apartment building. There was no elevator, y'all. <laughs> and walked to the grocery store. The manager of the grocery store, Morris Fresh Market, knew that I loved mandarin oranges. They were becoming scarce and he would keep a crate of them for me every week. I was so thankful for that little treat. Every time that I'd come in, which was at least twice a week, he'd tell me, you're getting bigger, mama. He's going to come soon. Make sure you rest, okay? And I'd hobble around hoping that I wouldn't have to pee for the 46th time that day, getting all of the things that were needed but that I could safely carry in my hands back home and up those four damn flights of stairs. 
I did this every week of my pregnancy. After both of my babies were born, though I was sore and stitched and exhausted from very long, 28 hours with my first and 16 hours with my second, unmedicated labors, I never rested. I breastfed every two hours, morning and night. I prepared every meal. I did every load of laundry. I did the grocery shopping and prepared the birthday parties and kept the house clean and the children alive. I listened to the challenges of my ex's work and did the extra laundry and ironing for work trips. I was at every preschool event and once a week had lunch with my son at school. I was auditioning and performing and trying to learn lines. My migraines began coming more frequently and I would wear my sunglasses indoors just trying to minimize the pain. And once after being exhausted to the point that I could literally do nothing but curl into a ball on the couch, I must have just fallen asleep fast. My daughter, who was about two at the time, was sitting next to me watching Bubble Guppies. I woke up terrified during a commercial break to find my daughter covered in marker. She had drawn all over her face and arms and was now using baby wipes to try to hide the mess. I laughed and held her and thanked God that that was the worst that happened during my seven minute snooze. And I have to replay that moment in my head often to ask myself, what is the worst that can happen if I rest? If I surrender to restoration instead of being drowned and consumed by exhaustion? What's the worst that can happen? This year has been my year of rest. It has not been easy to lean into. My therapist describes my learning how to rest, my learning how not to catastrophize, my learning how to prioritize myself and establish firm boundaries as working out an underdeveloped muscle. Sometimes I criticize myself for being lazy when I'm truly just resting because I need to rest. I'm learning to see that need and to meet that need for myself. I'm learning that just because I'm able to do something, a task, a job, rearranging my schedule to meet someone else's needs, it doesn't mean that it is the healthiest thing for me. Sometimes I just need to rest and that has to be a priority. So many beautiful things have happened as a result of me resting this year. For starters, I have more energy. I established a bedtime routine that puts me in bed at 10.30 so that I'm awake by 5.15, snoozing my alarm until 5.30. I start my day with ease. I meditate. I breathe deeply. I try to begin my days without haste so that I'm no longer conditioned to believe that being rushed, having constant, never-ending demands and expectations is normal. I treat my body well. This body that has been misused and unseen, that has survived jumping out of mango trees and swinging on clotheslines and dance injuries and scraped knees and birthing two beautiful but large little humans, <laughs> deserves every moment of pleasure that I can give. I plan extra time in my day to take good care of this body that holds me so well. I begin my mornings with deep stretches. I spend 20 to 30 minutes letting my body inhale and exhale deeply with cardio. I let every part of my body feel exhilarated so I can experience the wide range of life. 
I take weekly bubble baths. I buy pink roses and lavender to smell while I soak. I treat myself to pedicures and make time throughout the day to just lay in the sun. I say no a lot more. <laughs> it feels strange, but the consequences have been transformational. Again, because I rest, I have more energy and I get to do things that I love like this blog and this podcast. Crazy, right? <laughs> I recognize that scientifically that makes sense, but when you're unfamiliar with rest, you rely on beliefs that just aren't sufficient in reasoning or supporting of your health and well-being. Some of the beliefs I had were, God won't give me more than I can bear. I can do all these things. I'll get used to these demands, the schedule, my body will adjust. I'm so strong, I can handle this. I can't let everyone down. Everything will crumble if I stop. I'm being selfish, I can't stop now. Honestly, there is one of those beliefs that I found to be true. Everything will crumble if I stop. This is where shit gets real. <laughs> Truthfully, when I stopped, my life did crumble fucking tsunami style, when I began to crack and see that the system that was my life was just not operating, operating in a way that was healthy for me, when I decided to stop operating in that system, my life did in fact blow the fuck up. The people in your life who are benefiting from your depletion will be jolted. They will have to decide how to respond. Sometimes the things that you fear the most will happen. Sometimes you'll realize that you've been using your inability to rest, your constant doing, your never ending work as leverage. You have been literally sacrificing your energy, your joy, literally sacrificing your life for the sake of someone else's comfort. And that what the fuck moment will be everything that you need to take a fucking nap. But the beautiful thing is that the thing that we fear the most after it happens, we see that life goes on and life can be even more beautiful, more full of wonder and amazement and ease. When it's time for my kids to go to their dads, it's a point of reset for me now. It's my time to treat myself well. I go to my dance classes and to the gym. I use the time to rest and to become rejuvenated. I go out with friends, treat myself to nice dinners. I order in. I catch up on trashy TV shows. I walk around naked and blast trap music. I sleep in or take naps if I need. And I do it all with joy and gratitude for the space and time to be rested and to enjoy all of the things that make life feel easy to live. My kids have adjusted to my rest. They're proud of me for resting. They've seen me being depleted. And when they see me yawn, they ask, you need a nap, mama? Just as I respond to them. On weekends, my son, who refuses to wake later than 6.30 a.m., will come in quietly, kiss me on the cheek, and say, I'll fix Mimi's cereal if you want to sleep in. And that's the thing that motivates me. My kids... Your kids, if you have them, they are always watching you to know how to respond to life, how to respond to demands and who and what to prioritize. It's always them. 
I want them to know how to prioritize their health, their wellness, their rest. And I want to clarify that resting for me doesn't mean laying around on the couch all day with a pile of junk food around me, although there is the rare occasion that I will allow myself a day like that. But rest is about restoration of body, taking time to eat and prepare nutrient-dense, delicious foods, taking time to rest, sleep, and to give the body physical, sensual, and sexual pleasure of the mind, clearing out pervasive negative thoughts, pumping natural endorphins, laughing, learning new interests, and the spirit becoming connected to yourself and to the divine. So here I am sitting in my underwear, writing the shit in bed <laughs> while my kids are with their dad. Incense is burning, Doja Cat is playing, the salmon is marinating, and the wine is chilled. What's the worst that could happen? You deserve the rest. May you and I create lives that feel good and easy to live. Love, Tariva. Well, you guys, that is it. That's it. Um, I would like to pose the question, how do you relax? How do you rest? Um, a friend asked me this recently, and I just thought that it was such a way to gain insight into those that we love, um, but also how to gain insight into ourselves. Because if you aren't aware of the things that bring you rest and restoration, um, then you're always kind of searching and you're always going in this depleted state. So I challenge all of you who are listening to make a list of things that really bring you relaxation and restoration and rejuvenation. And if you haven't had space to figure those things out, perhaps you can use this weekend to do that. Get some ideas from, from friends, from your significant other, um, but really begin to figure out who you are and what you need because... I mean, you are all that you need. So we got to learn how to feed ourselves really well. You know what I mean? But um, this is it, you guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Again, you can come back next Thursday. I don't know, you guys, I don't even know when this is going to come out because I am tired. So tired. Um, but come back next Thursday or whenever the fuck you want because you don't need me or anyone else to tell you what the fuck to do. Um, but you guys, you are so loved and you are so worthy of all of the good and beautiful things that this world has to offer. So I hope that you go out and get that shit. Happy day, guys. Love, Tariva. Mwah.